sounds fun. Follow your cart. Get the ember. Love it. And welcome to KFPL Weekly. This is Jupiter, a.k.a. the Fifth Planet Keyforge, and I have with me my esteemed co-host. Hey, guys, it's Trascor. The one you like, right? The guy that you like. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got some news. We got some news in um, for this week. This will be our last KFPL Weekly podcast. Um, we are saying goodbye to the uh, Anchor podcast world. Um, we did not get... A name picked unfortunately um, we are not pressing on with a new name um you know keyforge is dead so instead of doing podcasts uh we're going to just do another podcast we're just going to join up with wookie over at archon's corner and you guys will get to hear us at the archon's corner so the anchor site will be getting shut down for keyforge um i'm probably going to repurpose it into an autism podcast if you guys want to just follow for that um, but um, I am shutting down KFPL and Anchor stuff, uh, KFPL, any kind of Keyforge stuff on Anchor, as uh, we are moving to uh, the Wookiees side of the world, on uh, the Spreakers and stuff like that. So if you aren't familiar with Archon's Corner, um, once the website is updated, there will be a link to the, to anything that uh, I'm a part of or Drazcore is a part of, because me and Draz are our team. So we're not breaking up. We're not going away. I'm just messing with you guys. And that's why Drazcore was like <laughs> laughing at you. But um, we will be around, but we are moving. So uh, anything you want to say about that? kind of exciting but i think it'll be good you know the archons corner is great great podcast great guys you know i know that uh um wookie's looking for some uh, some additional help just you know as the, as the you know the regulars over there have have a lot going on and whatnot so i, I think it'll be good for uh good for archons corner good for us i think uh i think it'll be good good partnership yeah, I think it's gonna be great because I don't have to do the editing anymore. That's why. Ah, one so the real thing, reason comes out. One, one, one last thing. <laughs> then again, I'm gonna start another podcast about autism. So, but that's kind of at my own speed, right? So that'd be easier, and it's in some sense because I can put it together before I release it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that's a whole other story. Um, so what we got for today for Keyforge news? Anything you want to talk about that's uh currently on the on, on the uh, tips of people's uh gossip i mean we hit the big news last time that that is impactful to everyone i guess i have i have a little personal keyforge news which is you know exciting just for me mm-hmm. um which is uh so it's my birthday weekend and i just before i started recording this podcast opened some things and i scored the sweet art of keyforge book mm-hmm. so uh i was paging through that a little bit checking out some some sweet artwork i like how they have the um like the dual picture cards, you know, like the like hide and vellum, those sorts of things, like all as one one continuous tapestry. Like you know, I, I go and I put the cards next to each other. I'm like, okay, I can sort of see it, but this I got I got I got the same nice. I got the same birthday present back in May. So um, oh okay, <laughs> yeah, my fiance bought me that book too. So I guess I guess our women are in tune with our with our like mm. what we like. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. That's nice. All right. So, um, I I do have one piece of news I wanted to touch on. Um, I heard that uh, Pi Partners, who are the people who basically are the uh, financial part of Asmodee, like they're in partnership with Asmodee, they're selling their, uh, they're looking to sell their stock in their, um, not their stock, mm. but their their 
their claim company. Uh, um, <laughs> in uh, with Asmodee to somebody else for $2 billion. So for $2 billion, you can basically... Um, own key, keyforge right? like in everything else and everything else asmodee right <laughs> um but uh, i thought that was interesting um and that, that shows that uh, they think that there's a good time to sell right like um which is interesting because i think another financial group i think with the the uh the news for the digital release and stuff like that that's kind of like a like when you're trying to position yourself to sell something like you sell your company especially something this big you want to basically minimize all your extra costs, which they did kind of with the Disney cutbacks and things like that, I think. And they basically, you know, cut a bunch of people out. Obviously, they short staffed like a lot of stuff and brought it down because of COVID and stuff. But now they're still at a point where they're looking to make like a half a billion dollar profit, like like probably in the end, because I, I think they paid um, I think they paid one billion dollars to get in. Wow. Was it one one point three? I thought I heard. Yeah. I forget exactly. It's somewhere in there. Yeah. 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 So, they're, so they're looking at, at, at the price that they're asking for it. Like it's like they're looking probably to sell for like probably a half a billion. Like our like a you know a half a billion dollar profit. Like that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um. And in, in, in the end, so I'll take like, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They could give me like a hundredth of that and i'd be super happy it'd be okay <laughs> a thousandth of that like, oh, oh. <laughs> but um anyway but with all that said um i think all in all that's a good thing too because um if the right people pick it up like we could really see it yeah. start to take off and obviously if they're gonna buy into this at this point they're probably looking to do something big right like to make it move so and i think that yeah. the digital age of keyforge is going to be a cash cow i think they're actually getting out at the wrong time if uh they actually press keyforge the way they should press it um mm. so if, FFG, well, they, if you're listening and you want people to push your product we're here um but anyway there you go they are so it's not surprising in many ways that Mm -hmm. uh that these guys want to get out right they're venture capitalists right so they don't want to stay in a company for a very long time right so they're flippers yeah yeah so so i i don't think it says anything particularly good or bad about the state of of asmodee overall um and you know, uh, you know. Hopefully, this this will be a good thing, right? Hopefully, somebody will buy them that'll uh, really, you know, want to be in this industry and uh, do do a great job. Hard, you know, hard to know one way or another until we know who might buy them. Assuming somebody does buy them, mm-hmm. um, I've heard. But, for, uh, I've heard that uh, Disney and Hasbro are definitely not in the picture at this point in time. So hmm. that's that's kind of interesting to me because I thought Disney yeah. would be kind of interested maybe, and Hasbro hmm. be, like could basically monopolize but maybe that's well they'd be huge if they that's probably why they're not because uh, i think that would go against some kind of like world monopoly law or something but um maybe i don't it's it's, i don't know enough about uh monopoly laws and whatnot but uh it's it's you know is is like tabletop games a a big enough segment where that'd be something that there'd be action against i'm not sure i'm not sure but know. um but either way yeah. like it's not a big yeah. it's not i don't think it's a i don't think it moves the needle on keyforge at all i think it just basically is just looking like you said venture capitalists so they're looking to basically make a profit they've built mm-hmm. it up enough to get profit even through covid which is impressive mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. they've been able to streamline it and make it right and they're, now they're just trying to move it so they can move on to their next investment so um, mm-hmm. that's kind of what they do so hopefully uh we'll end up not with another one of these like venture capitalist groups but like somebody <laughs> that actually wants to be in this kind of um environment and like build games yeah. and stuff because uh, i think asmodee could do really great things with the right kind of support so um enough of all that uh hearsay she's like uh doom and gloom and like uh i know you guys are sad that the the, the keyforge 
uh, weekly podcast is ending, but I am not because like it is less work for me. And Wookie, power to you. And the cool thing is, is like that means we get to be part of the AC Live too. So on Thursdays, while we're talking and we're in there, you can can ask us direct questions and stuff like that. Um, and that would be interesting to get our opinion. And me and Wookie are usually always at ends, so like um, it'll be pretty fun to uh, <laughs> have thing. You have you have your comedic relief from uh, Drazcore and yeah, like, just laughing all the jokes. And, yeah, and your, it'll and be your, good. And then your deep thoughts that come out once in a while, and then like uh, back to uh, me and Wookie just yelling at each other. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. it's gonna be good. All right, so what's today's topic? Ah, combos. Oh, today's I topic. I love pretzels and cheese. They're my favorite. You know, I've not had a combo in <laughs> in a long time, but uh, I do remember enjoying them, like getting them out of the vending machine in my high school. Like, it'd be like, yeah. Oh, so we're talking about Keyforge combos. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> oh my God, my list is so not ready then. No, no, it was was pepperoni and and uh, cheddar was not is not on the list. <laughs> yeah, and then like I have like the the breaded one with the cheese versus the pretzel mm. one with the cheese. Like, oh my god, so many good combos. But anyway, no, nah, just uh, kidding. I, I've been ready for this. You're the one that was not ready eat. this time. <laughs> this is true. I was I was a little late. Uh, but now now I have a full full list. And and in fact, it it this really snowballed this list on me because as I started going at first I was like yeah I like this I like this and then suddenly the list was like massive and like I I could I was just keep adding stuff and there's just so many fun combos out there right there's some big famous ones I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about some of those yeah. but there's I don't know there's just so many fun less popular mm -hmm. if you will combos out there yeah. and. We're not going to be able to talk about them all, right? Because so, there's just so so our so goal bad. our goal for this is we're going to do this kind of like we did before with the with the top tens and stuff. But this time, what we did is like we know we, we want to go for an hour, so we're going to start a combo, talk about a combo, move on to the next combo, and like go back and forth between the two of us until we run out of time. Because we know that this could go forever, so we're going to put us on a timeline. So with that said, <laughs> um, we're at that mark where we want to start talking serious about the combos and stuff like that. So um, and I'm sure a lot of these combos are going to branch into multiple combos because I I, I I found when I was making my list, I was like wow this card and this card and this card and this card and this card oh this card is in every one of these like you know like uh so we'll probably have yeah. branched out combos in the discussion and stuff but the idea was like we were looking for things that are just kind of fun to do and like what we you know what kind of value we could get off of these uh these combos and uh see if we can't maybe spark your interest in some combos maybe you never thought of or saw so um with that said i will defer to my uh my co-host to go Ooh. first because uh, i feel generous Gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it, sir. So, <laughs> so the first one is, I think the first one that came to my head because, uh, I was, uh, you know, just, just looking at this deck before, uh, one of the decks that I have that has this combo before I started writing this list. And, uh, it's, it's a fun one. It is soul snatcher slash obsidian forge. Um, so this is a, this is a fun combo because soul snatcher says uh each time a creature is destroyed its owner gains one ember obsidian forge is fun because you can destroy your own dudes and uh when you do hey you can forge a key at plus six the current cost reduced by one ember for each creature that's destroyed this way um and uh then also destroy obsidian forge if you forge a key and so uh, Obsidian Forge is already pretty good, right? It's a great closer. Yeah, you have a big board, you wipe them out, you, w you win the game. But with this combo, you can forge, you can basically do it with fewer guys on the board because you're making Ember while you do it. Um, or you can use it mid-game for your second key, and then suddenly you're already back up to uh, to being striking distance on your third key. So it, it just 
really, really intensifies the strength of Obsidian Forge and uh, can really put your put your opponent in a tough spot, especially if you have other cards in your deck that work nicely with yeah. uh, Soul Snatcher, like lots of little dudes and stuff that, like, that can and die easily. And like dust imps and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you can, oh, yeah so. you, can, you can definitely make an interesting style of rush deck that way, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that's a good one. Like, um, that's one that I don't think I even had on my list. I didn't put down because there's so many. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think many. I got nothing to add really to that other than like uh, the creatures that go around it could make it really interesting to where it's almost like an every turn engine kind of thing. Like every time you go to mm-hmm. this, you're making value because like, oh, I play, I, I'm gonna play this dust imp, and then I'm gonna use forge to eat the dust imp, and now I, all of a sudden I have mm-hmm. like. Uh, you know, three inspectors to purge your opponent's hand, right? Harbingers of doom to blow up their board too, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. if well, you give them a bunch of embers, maybe that's good or not. But um, lots of lots of good stuff with uh, uh, with this combo. All right, well, I'll move on to my first co- my first combo, and uh, I think what I'm going to start with is the one I've been playing the most uh, lately, and that's a uh, Fang Tooth Cavern with um things like rad pennies or the creatures that die and steal like uh they basically die and steal like the lower like uh demos and lycos and all them um i have a deck that i just recently opened uh that you got to watch me play right before the podcast but uh yeah um it's kind of made me fall in love with the idea of like fangtooth cavern even more um it's definitely my second favorite untamed card now um which has definitely climbed up my list because nature's call i think will always be number one but fangtooth is really giving it a run for its money because um, it changes the way the game is played, and then when you have Fang Deep's Cavern with all these creatures like the Rad Pennies and the um, the the Demo beasts and things that die, or the Lyco beasts and Dis and stuff, like you can really like create an engine. And I guess the first time I ever really saw this thing really working was uh, Dave Cordero has a deck that has like Fang Deep's Caverns and he has Rad Pennies. And uh, he can basically lock you at the end of the game just by multiple rad pennies in, into this mix. So, like as they die, and they and basically they just come back and they keep coming back. And like I only have one in my deck that has a capture pip, and it's absolutely wrecking people. So like I can't like uh, it has other things too, like the brabbles and the um, and the two demons that steal, and there, there's a, a demo beast that steals. So like um, I have like all kinds of and every house basically has a creature I could play that's gonna die to one of my Fangtooth caverns, and there's two of them. So like um, I'm usually able to clear like two creatures off the board at a time and then i also have the bona things and the uh, rad pennies and the subtle auto so the, the deck is just highly disruptive and crazy and um it's also interesting because like i have a two i have two infernaces and one of them is enchanted with a capture and, a, and, a, and an amber pip so like the deck just does really interesting things it's only 79 sass but it feels like it's a lot better than that you got this yeah those yeah, those pit placements are real nice uh, on that deck, and uh, it's got it's got some fun stuff. It's got ways to make to take better advantage of those cards than they're, I guess, on average would be worth. It's 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 a fun combo deck. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and it's all part of that Fangtooth Cavern engine, right? Like, um, and I think this is like one of those cards that like you could put a lot of cards in with the Fangtooth Cavern as combo cards, and like um, it just makes sense, right? Like, they're it's really good, so. Um, big fan of Fangtooth Cavern, so that that's my part on that. Cool, cool. Maybe, you know, since we're talking a little about Fangtooth, I'm going to skip down my list a bunch mm. and talk about Fangtooth Cavern a little more. Mm. So, um, I put, so initially when I when I wrote this line item, I just wrote Fangtooth uh, plus Keyfrog, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, Fangtooth Cavern plus Keyfrog is cool because you can play your Keyfrog and kill at the end of the turn after you get to six, and, and that's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, um, 
But then I kept writing. <laughs> I kept adding cards to this combo because um, there's there's some fun stuff, and I have a, a deck that I I really enjoy in particular that's got Fangtooth Cavern, it's got Keyfrog, it also has the Sting mm. and uh, two Resurgences. Oh. So you can <laughs> you can play the Sting, so your opponent's forging, you're getting that Ember, and you can play your Fangtooth Keyfrog to kill your Keyfrog and the Resurgence to bring it back the next turn. And you just boom, boom, keep doing that. And uh, uh, make an Ember, forge an off what you're getting Ember off what your opponent is doing. Um, so th there's a lot of different pieces in there, but the core of it, I think there's a lot of different cool things you can do with Fangtooth plus Keyfrog with uh, with other options as well. Things like Vault's Blessing or stuff, stuff where you can just mm -hmm. burst up, take advantage of getting that big Ember pull. And... Um, uh, do well, so yeah, so yeah, I sting is I like that sting and keyfrog with Fangtooth would be gross. That's that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty that's pretty nasty. I've seen a lot of cool sting decks kind of starting to show up uh, recently online. So like uh, sting is definitely fun. Um, I know that um, M I Bluffin has a wonderful um, like binate rupture, I believe, uh, interdimensional graph sting. <laughs> like a uh, combo deck, like uh, it's with mm -hmm. Yoda, but like uh, yeah, it's like it goes kind of nuts. It goes hard, but um, like Fangtooth Cavern, Keyfrog, definitely an another variance of how like good Fangtooth can be. Like if you can put all that stuff into like a Fangtooth Cavern deck, like pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. So um, just make sure that you listen to people and, and don't assume that artifact control is important. Uh, I'm I'm cool with that um, because. <laughs> Uh, a lot of these combos that we've mentioned so far have artifacts that are very yeah to it. important important artifacts yeah but uh so, you know enough now should we talk briefly about since you did mention the brig combo should we talk about that one uh, i guess we briefly could. yeah we could yeah yeah so so why don't we hit them that one quick so so brig is for binate rupture interdimensional graft real strong combo one of one of the better combos out of uh aoa and um Basically, binate rupture on its own is very mediocre at best, right? Because it's an alpha, but it doubles the amount of ember in both you and your opponent's pools. Um, but interdimensional graft then will steal everything, right? At above the uh, or take everything above what your opponent forges for. So it's it's pretty hard to counter because um, your opponent is going to forge at the very beginning of their turn. Right, so it's a it's a pretty strong way to get a whole bunch of ember when uh, your opponent was gonna forge anyway. So it's uh, it's 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 definitely one of the stronger ones out there that people look for. Yeah, and I think that uh, part of the idea with uh, brig combo is that, like, for me, it's like I've always been a fan of the idea that, like, if you're calling it a brig combo, it has a helper bot and pays off in some way. Like, um, I like it better when I can brig and then like have you have your turn. And then when I get all that Amber, like I can use the, you know, the helper bot and stuff to basically get out. Like, like if I'm going to buy night rupture, like, and I don't like have a chance to brig my, it's not as bad. Whereas like, if I have a helper bot now, then my buy night rupture helper bot is the combo versus the buy night rupture with the interdimensional graft. So like, I like to see those layers in it because mm. if you don't have that kind of layering, sometimes like just trying to set up your brig is too easy to disrupt from a good player. Like they'll know what you're doing and they'll just never give it to you. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you can it can be hard to stay away from having uh well you can have key cheats right so you can keep yourself sort of on low ember but if you keep yourself on real low ember then your opponent can they can just play binate rupture on their own it it 
I don't know. It's it's a little it's a little tricky. Yeah, it's it's tricky. It's, and again, it's another one of those combos that changes your mindset. So like when you change somebody's uh, mindset, then all your SAS ratings almost go out the window, right? Because um, you're not playing the deck the way SAS is looking at it. So that's another thing to think about when you when you're looking at combos and stuff like that. It's like how do they affect uh, the game as far as that goes, right? Uh, okay, so where are we going next? Um, since you're gonna make a thing, I'm gonna go with uh, an interesting one. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna talk about Imperial Forge for a minute. Um, Imperial Forge mm-hmm. is like one of those cards that has a lot of empowerment um, from the Dino House, right? Like um, City State Interest uh, Imperial Forge. You have Buried Riches now. You have like that kind of all kind of play together. You have like the capture, like all the like the big captures, like with Reach Advantage and things like that. Um, you have like the spoils of war. You have like infinite amounts of ways to put amber on your dinosaurs and just win in a turn if uh, your opponent doesn't have an answer for it. And um, I believe that uh, with Faust and all that, like Imperial Forge is probably one of the scariest key cheats to me in the game, um, as far as um, how easy it seems to set up um, if you know where you're heading with it early and you're you're taking advantage of a deck that plays the cards that that especially like the ones that play towards it right like i have a deck that has an imperial forge and it has two frans and two kincaines so like mm. there's just like so much value that goes into that and like the the rush factor of making a key off of the imperial forge but um the one thing i'm hesitant about with imperial forge decks is that they can be a trap when you're trying to set up for them, right? Like, because yeah. like, you're basically mm-hmm. trying to get to a point and your opponent plays smart. Usually they can kind of impede you to a certain degree if you don't play smartly around it. Um, one of the best Imperial Forge decks that I've seen was played by Devin on Team Reapout. Um, he has a really, really good uh, Imperial Forge deck um, that you could probably check out in his deck list. Uh, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I've played against it a couple of times, and he seems to always hit the Imperial Forge the right way. So um, it's nice. Like, um, But I, I like that combo. Like, I don't know if you have any decks that have it in it, but like, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Imperial Forge. Yeah, Imperial Forge is real cool. I think um, in my mind, Imperial Forge has gone up a notch or two um, in uh in dark tidings i think i think there's more stuff to there's more reasons to put ember on your dudes in dark tidings what with having um then there maybe was an mm right because sanctum's back you've also got um you still have city state interest but you've got other cards as well like spoils of battle plus right instead of having to wait for something like the rare um uh, Senator Brockus, right now you've got the common Medicus Lacus, right? He says, hey, when the tide's high, you may spend Ember on friendly creatures as if they were in your pool, right? So you can... Medicus Lacus is hard to trigger without an Imperial Forge, right? Because your opponent can always just take the tide, but hey, with the Imperial Forge, with with other common cards like um, Spoils of Battle, just put a ton of Ember on your dudes. It Imperial Forge can be pretty strong in, in DT. Yeah. I think it's gone up in value too, and that's why I brought it up as uh, my my choice. So, with that said, mm-hmm. um, I'll turn it back over to you. Sure. All right. So let me go to uh, let's see. Let's go with one of my favorite. So I love Star Alliance combos, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my favorite decks that I have has it's got a really fun combo. Everything in the deck. It just if I do the combo, I'm I'm probably gonna win. If I don't get to the combo, I'm probably gonna lose <laughs> with this deck. But but uh, it's Commander Drixar, Transporter Platform, 
blast shielding. Right? So uh, Commander Drixar basically says, hey, when you play an upgrade on him or one of his neighbors, uh, give yourself a number. Blast shielding, right? When you use whoever's uh, whoever had blast shieldings on, you can move it. So you can basically move it to a neighbor, right? So you can put it out next to Drixar and then use that guy and then move it on to Drixar, get an ember. Use Drixar, move it to his neighbor. Use <laughs> use the uh, that guy to move it back to Drixar. Oh, and then transporter platform. Bounce it into your hand. Play him out again. Put him on the other side of your battle line. Use the guys on that side of battle line. You can just generate an obscene amount of ember. Um, and I don't know. Transporter platform is one of my favorite cards, and uh, just just doing all this stuff together just makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah, and, tra- and transporter platform is good with a lot of cards in Star Alliance. Mm-hmm. Like, Star Alliance is one of the best synergy houses in the game. Um, like like let's even look at like Dark Tidings and what they brought to the table. Like they brought Unity or Discord. That card is so busted when you have things like Triska and the Com Officers and things like mm-hmm. that. Like mm-hmm. um, a, you have a Gung um, that can basically get a lot of value using Unity or Discord. Or, or transporter platform like uh you have um like there, like there's just so many things in star alliance like if you're playing star alliance like you almost always are going to have a play of like something that combos because like that's what star alliance does they just do crazy combos um like kind of a little bit off the subject and thing but like the kirby's like when you play the the mm-hmm. kirby that allows you to play subject kirby that allows you to play a creature and then you basically bring in a gray rider to ready the kirby to play the kirby mm. bring in a gray mm-hmm. rider like <laughs> you can go you can go forever with those two guys making like your board huge on your first mm-hmm. turn like uh you know just playing for value and stuff so yeah star alliance i think is actually probably with dark tidings like has moved up in echelon as far as like powerful um, houses, right? Like uh, we always talk about disc. We always talk about logos. We know that those guys are big. Then you have like untamed is kind of there by itself in third place, I think for me. Um, and then like, you know, now like star Alliance has jumped up a bit. Sorian was kind of close to, to untamed, like in, in some of the, like the things that they did with the uh, worlds collide and, and stuff. Uh, they kind of, tapered down a little bit and became more realistic, but star Alliance seems to just keep rising in stock. So like, um, I'll be interested to see like where this house goes, but it's like doing what yeah. star Alliance was themed to do. So like, um, I think that they're going to continue to be like that logos quality kind of house where it's like, it's going to supplement the things you do in the game via like the way they do things like with like interacting with each other, or, like playing out of house and things like that. So Whereas logos yeah. are more supplementary by card draw and efficiency, right? Yeah, there, there's a chance. Who knows, right? When we get to Winds of Exchange, it's possible that Star Alliance could end up supplanting logos as my favorite house, since there's no logos in uh, in the new set. And my favorite, like individual house in in an individual set, might be Worlds Collide, um, uh, Star Alliance. But then I thought they took a little bit of a downturn in MM. But yeah, I think they're back pretty strong in uh, in DT. I just I don't know. I just like lots of stuff they're doing. Transporter Gung, platforms, you need Discord. Back. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. Like so good and like uh-huh. just so much good Star Alliance. Like uh, I could go on for days about DT Star Alliance. They're they're the surprise house too because like a lot of people thought like you know Logos was going to be that house like for dt and like you know there's a lot of people talking about untamed being the house for for dt but i think star alliance is by far the best house for dt uh, in my personal opinion um so, pretty good um you could argue it like i know that there's probably some fair arguments out there and stuff but shadows is way better than we expected and star alliance is like way better than we expected
did in star alliance i think we had at third or so so that says a lot on that right like but anyhow um yeah so star alliance like uh all around has, has been a very interesting house and uh, i think it continues to grow in a, in a positive uh way for sure mm -hmm. so with that said um I guess I will bring up, since you say you like logos, let's talk about auto encoder with Kronos and like basically drop ups. Mm. Like when you have like an engine, like again, I opened up a deck recently has 10 drop pips a chronos and an auto encoder and Ooh. the speed the speed <laughs> nice. of that deck is just so incredible like if it had, had if it had had a key cheat i don't know how it would lose um because uh, <laughs> like it like really just generates a, a ton of amber the only only kind of like real chance that decks have against it is when you have like that big like um amber um scaling amber control because like i can make a ton of amber like in three turns like i could be through my deck in three turns with this deck if i draw like correctly it seems um and like it just flies but the problem is is like if you have a lot of pullback with like shadows and like big scaling amber controls and stuff like that then it gets a little bit trickier because like you got to be careful and so like it slows you down naturally in, in your counterplay and then the game gets real so like um it's a lot of thinking it's not really my style um but the deck is absolutely bonkers i played it on twitch uh, for a while so there's a video up there somewhere of me playing it it's called kz um but you can witness how insane it is as far as like how much it draws it has a survey that has three draw pips on it so you hit that with the auto encoder and the coronas out like uh like it goes kind of crazy uh -huh. Uh -huh. but um efficiency is what logos does and i think those two cards together like with like the draw pips and stuff falling in place like is is super um super powered like it, it does a lot of really good things yeah, auto encoder combos with a lot of stuff, and and Kronos is just such a strong card. It's uh, it's a good choice. Yeah, good choice. I, I guess if you want to make it a real combo, you'd have to like add Infomorph right to it because that gives you two draw pips. So like if you have Infomorph, Infomorphs and Kronos, you're in a good spot. If you have auto encoder and like Infomorphs, you're in a good spot because like you can basically discard the Infomorph for morphs for um, extra archiving value. Plus you get the draw pips that they gave you. So like I don't know like but those cards are just super popular super powerful and then like when you have the right cards in the mix i think they're great so like, mm -hmm. they take it to another level <laughs> yeah good stuff for at, sure at a, at a data forge you could top it all off with a data forge like oh that would have been so good <laughs> yeah yeah hey data forge right play that at the end of all that stuff you've been archiving with auto encoder <laughs> it's like a big payoff for for you know for discarding all those cards yeah it's good good stuff good stuff so my strategy, I think, with forming this list was flipping through some of my decks and what, like, really fun decks do I have that aren't necessarily, like, the best decks in the world, but just a ton of fun to play mm -hmm. and to try to make the thing happen. And uh, one of those decks is a Pinsler Raider Brabble deck. <laughs> so it's got multiple Brabble. It's got Pinsler Raider, right? So Pinsler Raider says an artifact and shadows hey at the end of your turn it's going to deal one damage to each flank creature mm -hmm. right and the cool thing with this is uh brabbles are two power and when they die if it's your turn which is normally the only time they're going to die uh your opponent loses one ember but if they die in your opponent's turn then they lose three ember <laughs> well so if you could, like, now they're at a, your opponent's at a tough spot because the Brabble's going to die at the end of their turn, right? But killing it early often doesn't help them because they're going to lose 
their ember anyway. So how do they how do they handle this situation? It it puts them in a in a pretty tough spot, right? And uh, it's a great it's a pretty good way to, to, to get some good ember control. And uh, and so you're throwing damage all over the place, right? With this with pincerator, and if you're playing with guys, you don't really care if they get damaged. You don't care if they die. Then then you're in pretty good shape. But if you just top it off, top it off with a cleansing wave. And then you've spread all this damage around. You've got this brabble to take out their uh, their their ember, and then and then you're just going to burst massively off this cleansing wave as they've uh, all this damage is spread around. It's uh, there's there's a lot to like in in there. Yeah, I, I agree. It's kind of like that Rad Penny uh, perfect perfect storm too. Um, mm-hmm. Like with getting her back into your deck to just keep her moving, and then like um, like kind of like that Fang Tooth issue right but uh pincerator is mm-hmm. a little bit more special um in the way that it plays out and uh being a rare we don't see a lot of it so um yeah i would love to have a deck like that that had that kind of engine with those kind of tools that would be absolutely insanely fun um and i can't imagine like how frustrated your opponent would get with that but <laughs> yeah yeah uh, speaking of a frustrating combo um let me uh bring out my favorite toy combo like as far as like something that's not necessarily the best i think but like uh kind of like the pincerator thing where it's like it's really good if you could get it pulled off but uh my my uh choice is a dark tidings one um, that a lot of people haven't seen but i've had a couple decks now that have had it and um it's been a blast to play especially when you get it but it is the chosen one with an x force agent an x uh a z force agent um so with the Z-Force agent, uh, you basically play the um, the a upgrade that says that you get a ward at the end of your turn or whatever, and or at the beginning of your turn. I, I can't remember which one how it goes, but like there's one that basically wards the chosen one, and then what happens is that the ward will now absorb all the damage from your opponent's exhausted creatures. So like basically, if you put an encounter suit or you put on this other X for uh, Z-Force agent. Um, emitter i think it is yeah it's the z wave emitter i'm just doing some quick searching here yep yep (laughs) yeah the z wave emitter like um you put that on to the chosen one then now your guys your chosen one is getting warded and like at the end of their turn they go to you know do damage to it and they can't because he's warded so and they stay exhausted and like you can almost like hard lock a game that way and it's actually absolutely fun like i don't think it's over competitive because like there's other ways to break through the word and stuff like that but like in counter suit that would be a lot harder and um mm-hmm. that would be funny because like once the creatures are tapped out they're never going to come there once they're exhausted like they're never going to unexhaust like even coming into play they're they're useless unless they have a play effect against it so um and the chosen one can get pretty big with uh, but with z-force agent uh, you can put everything on all the things on the on the chosen one and uh chosen one just becomes almost unkillable it's like and so it's like uh it's a it's 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 a change of pace for people and some people probably would get really heated at you for locking them out (laughs) yeah this sounds fun i've not played this combo um and uh there's uh either this one or the the encounter suit but um i don't know i might have to i'm searching right now there's not a lot of those available so look uh, up arrow hook it's a deck i have i put it in my cube though but uh gotcha gotcha arrow hook a-e-r O hook h o o k something it's like a 58 sass or something mm, mm, but it has mm, uh, mm, it has two chosen ones and x x force agent so or z force agent sorry i keep saying right x, but uh it's a z force agent and uh like super fun um like i said it's a really cool like under the under the radar kind of like annoyance to people mm-hmm. dt has a lot of those though i'm a, I'm a big fan of dt combos 
Yeah. Yeah. There's there's definitely some good ones out there. Like cool. what? Like what? Okay. Yes. Let me. Uh, let's talk about. Oh, wait, look at a DT one. Here we go. So how about the um, the reckless experimentation? Right. That whole quad oh, yeah. plus Unity Discord. Mm -hmm. And and if you just want to top it off, just just add a PI Swevin. Yeah. Uh, in there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so basically, so, so what is this? So let me. So, um, so Unity or Discord, right, is basically um, kind of like a transporter platform in an action, right? It allows you to pull mm -hmm. um, two creatures back back to your hand with all of their upgrades. And the reckless uh, experimentation, this this super com this super thing, right? It's those quad. It's those four cards. Let's go through the four cards, right? So it's got Doctor uh, Vertolker, or however you say his name, Vero Verochter, Verochter. There you go. So he's elusive, two power creature. Reap, put an upgrade or action card from your discard pile on top of your deck. So um, so in a moment, right? You're going to see why. We want Unity to Discord because we're going to put it back on top of our deck with Dr. Volker. Okay, so why else is Dr. Volker, why is this cool? Okay, so you're going to put on him an upgrade, Reckless Experimentation, uh, reckless experimentation right? Yeah. Gives you an Ember Pip, says, this creature gains Reap, play the top card of your deck. Okay, so you're going to be playing that Unity or Discord that you just put top of your deck. Um, but you've also got the Rooftop Laboratory out because these four cards always come together, right? Each friendly scientist creature enters play ready. Okay, so now you see you're just bouncing Dr. Volker to your hand with reckless experimentation, with the Unity Discord, putting him back out, reaping, playing him, picking him back, putting him at, back out, right? And with Unity Discord, you can you can bounce uh, two creatures. So uh, what's better than a uh, PI Swevin if you want to get real greedy um, and uh, draw three cards every time you do this? Um, I, the deck I have doesn't have this. I have a Professor, two of them, actually, Professor Garwains, so I can take a card on my archives and put it in my hand, which isn't quite as good, but still might be useful. Um, and then after you do this, after you rule a six with this, you can fire your groundbreaking discovery to destroy all those four cards and blow up your opponent's key. So it's pretty devastating when you uh, when you trigger this, this cool combo to not just take out your opponent's key, but also burst a whole bunch of ember with all this reaping and uh, bouncing of uh, with uh, um, with Unity or Discord. So it's pretty pretty strong. Yeah, I've seen the combo pulled off. It's like actually super strong, and um, I think that uh, there's a lot of uh, value there, right? That is a value play, but it's a very hard one to get pulled off, like a kind of like yeah. a chosen one. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, I think Doctor Varactor is like one of those like special like you got to be the right kind of person to play that combo well. Um, it has a lot of pieces to it that you have to kind of like bait people into letting you play. So mm -hmm. um, when you go four cards deep, it gets hard. So yeah, you you need a lot of archiving. So the 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 deck I have with this has a three theory or conjecture cards. So I can basically archive six cards off the top of my deck. Now sometimes I get lucky and archive the stuff I need. Sometimes I gotta hold it in my hand because uh, I can't. If you discard one of these pieces, um, this deck doesn't have anything else going for it. it it's this or nothing. So <laughs> it's uh, it can be it can definitely be a little tricky. I'm sure there's some better decks out there that can uh, more effectively uh, pull this off without having to hold. But uh, it's it there's a lot of cards you have to get to come together right to if you wanted to have a consistent deck with this combo. 
Yeah, so my favorite um, combo is actually an untamed. Um, and uh, there's two of them. They kind of all go all together. Right. It's like a, it's kind of a big piece. It's like two pieces of combo. But like, um, I'm a big fan of Reaper So, and I'm a big fan of Old Patty. And uh, I, mm, I just, okay. love, I just love the Reaper So and the Assert Dominance in Old Patty kind of deck. But uh, the combo that I have in the deck that I really, really, really like is when I have Mushroom Man with a Waste Knot, uh, because mm. the uh, amount of value you get from having all those pieces in in the same deck is just insane. Um, I have a deck that has three. Uh, Reaper sows an old patty mushroom man with a draw pip and waste not like that's pretty pretty insane um and uh just lets you draw a lot of cards and get you a lot of value but again it's more of a cute combo um it's a little bit more functional and easier to pull off but at the same time it's um one of those combos that um probably not easy to find um it's pretty tough well, you know what's funny? <laughs> you say that, but I actually just played one of these decks last night with, uh, with this is the Waste Not Mushroom Man. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it, I was playing with one of my uh, friends who plays very casually, right? She she, does, she doesn't come online to, to any of the tournaments. She doesn't come out to, you know, Archon's Corner weeklies or anything like this. She like just likes to play casually. So, um, so I picked like a mid 60s. Uh, uh, evil twin deck that i have mm-hmm. um to play and it had this and i i drew a lot of cards yeah <laughs> it yeah. was like it the, was fun the, 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 one <laughs> deck, the one deck i have the mushroom man in with the uh, waste not combo i have an actual draw pip on the mushroom man as well so oh nice it's just sillier but yeah but uh, yeah. It's, it's a fun cute combo and stuff like that but um now i think uh what i, I would like to do is like we're kind of getting like later in time is uh I'm going to start to go into real combos, like the combos that we kind of know and love um, and just touch base on a bunch of them in, in kind of like rapid succession. Um, okay. Do you have any other fun combos? Because like we kind of like... Oh, we, so many. We, yeah, we've, we, we've kind of leaned on all the, the fun ones already. Um, I guess I'll, I'll say one more fun one for me would be uh, like when you have Bren Jar Google and Neutron Shark. Um, I'm, a, mm. I'm a big fan of like laying the Jar Google with the shark under it, having the Brendan play. And then when you need it, you just like... Uh, kill off the jar google and the shark comes out and eats the brand and like <laughs> i don't know it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like having those three together there's a lot of different ways that you can uh you can pull off some real shenanigans right like if you put the uh put the brand under the jar google use the shark eat the sh- jar google then oh look there's a brand here have an amber oh, like let's steal three like uh kind of funny and lose a creature so like uh that's probably my last like kind of fun one that i, I have uh that i could think of Gotcha. I, I've got two categories here. I've got a ton of fun ones, and I've got a, just a bunch of like classic slash strong uh, ones here. So yeah, we'll, um, we'll, we'll go in rapid uh, succession for those. Like uh, we're not going to have right. time waste and talk, talk about, but like we'll we'll close with a, a rapid. We'll play a game, see who can go the longest uh, without without uh, running out of a combo. For, for the uh, for the strong ones or just any? Yeah, for the strong ones. Yeah. For the strong. Okay. Ones. All right. All right. All right. Classics. All right. So. Um, in that case, let me go to uh, how about uh, how about this one? I do like this one quite a bit. So actually, um, so for this one, uh, shout out to JFK Ziegler on the uh, Time Shapers blog. He uh, he did a blog, and I I didn't reread it before doing this list, but he did a uh, he did a blog on like less popular or le- yeah. you know less famous combos, mm-hmm. and I remember when I read the blog, like one of the very first ones was um, one of the ones I really like. And I was like, ooh, somebody called that out and it made me smile. And that is the Ultra Gravitron uh, causal loop uh, combo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's Ultra Gravitron, right? 
big double creature, and uh, you play this out, you're going to archive top top type cards of your deck. Now, normally there's a little bit of a trickiness there in that you are um, you're always at this tension of, hey, I just archive these cards and I want to play these cards, or at least some of them you want to play, but some of them maybe you want to get rid of and to use Gravitron's power where you reap to discard a card out of your archive to then purge an opponent creature. It, it's a little bit of this tension. But if you have casual or causal loop, oh gosh, see the Wookiee keeps <laughs> saying casual loop, but I keep saying it. So for causal loop, um, right, you can always just take a card every turn, throw it in your archives, use Ultra Gravitron, and then pull back, um, uh, pull it back next turn, archive another card that you are cool with discarding out of house stuff. It allows you to play more logos, use Gravitron more, uh, and if you have some happen to have some pips, some icons on this casual loop, which I've got a capture icon on the deck that I really like with this combo, um, it just adds even more value. So uh, that I don't know. That's a fun one where normally casual loop or <laughs> I did it again. Causal loop doesn't uh, excite me that much, but uh, when paired with Ultra Graviton, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty nice. Yeah, I, I, I think that is interesting, and um, I don't have any decks like that. Like, uh, I've had a couple of, um, I would say, decent uh, decent um, Ultra Graviton decks, but, like, even now in this last bunch that I've opened, like, uh, I don't know, I, I don't play them as much as I probably should. I don't test them, so, mm. like, um, I, I, I need to go back and kind of see but i did get a cool deck with archivist uh in graviton that is a jupiter deck from z that he opened at one of his events and i bought off him for, for, mm, for nice. a fair price it's like a 74 sas for like you know 20 bucks so it was fair to get it for my name um if you look sure. if you ever see my streams now in the background you'll notice that my wall has gained more um infamy as far as like uh things randomly posted in my wall and uh i have actually all the uh there was seven jupiter decks that i killed to put into my cube so i put all their archons pinned on the wall behind me um, ah cool i killed 100 archons to make my cube just for the record wow <laughs> a lot of murdering yes I, I murdered a lot of them but i'm keeping the uh <laughs> i'm keeping the uh, QR code cards to do art with. Like, I'm going to do some kind of collage with them, I think. But uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't decided. But uh, they're there and they're useful for other things, too. So, um, But with that said, um, it's it's down to the. We're coming down to the wire. So, um, what we're going to do here is we're going to go into the speed round. All right. So, the speed round is going to be simple. We're just going to start naming off combos until we run out of combos to name and see who runs out first. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it will be me, but um, we'll see. But uh, these are basically combos that I think are, 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 these are meant to be mainstream, like bigger combos that you see uh, a lot of. Um, so we'll try not to repeat combos, but uh, there might be a repeat somewhere or whatever. I know I've named some of the ones here, like in casual roundabouts. So I'm making my clang, my clang, so. Would you like to go first or second? Uh, I I cede the floor to you, sir. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll start it and then we'll get moving. Let me finish crossing out the ones that we've already talked about. Uh, Unity Discord and uh, Tompkins too is another one that was in that Star Alliance group that I we didn't get to. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. So There's uh, so many good ones. I'm knocking out all the ones that are kind of cute stuff like that too. I don't want to. 
add to that. So I don't have that many like hardcore ones, but we have a couple. So, all right. So I'll, I'll start with my favorite uh, old school combo, and that is Control the Weak with Dominator Bobble and either a Novu Archaeologist or a Witch of the Eye or both, as I have mm -hmm. my one deck. It's my favorite. Yeah, that's classic. Just way to lock lock your opponent out, right? So, uh, how about I, I'm just gonna go for uh, maybe one of the biggest well-known ones, right? It's got a name for it, Jenka, mm -hmm. right? So it's Martian Generosity, Key Abduction, Burn All Your Amber, Draw a Bajillion Cards, Forge for Free. Then you've got a ton of cards to play. Really, really strong combo out of Mars AOA. Yeah, I'll go with its brother uh, in Battle Fleet key abduction i think uh the original uh way to combo in, in mars was battlefield key abduction and then ganka kind of came along as a, a replacement to it and i think it was actually like they both have their like they're they're very different in the way that they carry out um, more so than people probably give credit for but uh, i think both are very viable and both are very good um but they do they do it in a very different way um and if you don't know what i'm talking about go play a ganka deck go play a, a battle fleet uh key abduction deck and see what happens but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will take Gangernaut. So Gangernaut, another AOA classic how, combo. How dare you take my Brodner? No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, yes, yes, it, it it's is, got. It is a classic. Yeah, it's got the two big boys, right? It's got the uh, Ganger Chieftain, one of the best uh, creatures out of Brodner. Play, fight with your neighboring creature, and then Drummernaut, which. Uh, after after you use them, bounce a creature back to your hand, so you bounce uh, gang um, ganger not you bounce drummer not or excuse me you bounce the the ganger chieftain back to your hand. Do it all over again. Clear if you can clear out your opponent's board, you can rule six, get a ton of ember reaping with the drummer not. Uh, it's good stuff. Now I have to chase down my Brobnar guys because I don't want to feel like I'm not giving them love, but I'm, gonna <laughs> stay in, I'm, I'm just going to follow you in houses and give you others. Uh, War Drummer with any of the come into play effects from Coda, um, super, mm -hmm. super solid when you have the bumpsies and the um, and the smashes and stuff that like come into play and give you instant value, especially when you can like land an Earthshaker or Heavy the Huge. Um, oh, they, turn, mm -hmm. they, turn, they turn to be out like really awesome, fun, old school combos in Coda. Like one of my favorite uh, reasons I love Brobnar. Oh yeah, oh yeah, good stuff from old school, old school Coda. Um, but let's jump to Worlds Collide. Let's do Tribute Thick Thumper. Um, so uh, yeah, so Tribute, you're basically gonna uh, capture four of your opponent's Ember, Exult to get five Ember on your on your biggest creature, uh, and then you're gonna six Thumper Tyrannosaurus to kill that creature, taking all that Ember into your pool. Basically, it's a steal four, gain two Ember combo. Which is pretty crazy good. Yeah, if you haven't played that one, definitely check it out. I'm gonna jump to my favorite uh, combo of it started in Coda and it's kind of stayed around. Um, but you play Nature's Call with any kind of uh, Choda or like um, you could play Nepenthe, mm -hmm. Glimmer, Witch of the Eye, re re like Recursion with uh, those cards, like um, like the Choda Key Cheat combos. Um, absolutely devastating in most senses. Um, always fun to play, especially like when you have you end up hitting a Hunting Witch or so with it to give it that extra or the full moon boost so it's kind of like a package deal for untame um if you haven't felt that just play enough on tco you'll run into it probably one in every three games but uh it's pretty good yeah that's it's real it's a classic classic good combo um here's one that i think uh <clears throat> will be classic one day so we've got the scrivener favian uh, slash amphora tap 
cute or uh, a cute. Oh, this is strong, right? Okay. Hey, turn all of your pips into capture pips with the Amphora Captora, which, by the way, gives a ton of pips into your deck. Mm-hmm. Scrivener Favian comes out and just every capture becomes a steal. So um, you can, right, on the turn you play it, um, if you've got a lot of pips and sanctum, steal a whole ton. If they can't kill your Favian, you're just you're just stealing like crazy throughout all your uh, all your plays throughout your your deck. I think I think it's real strong. You okay. you put this in cute? No, yeah, it's kind of cute. It's hard to pull off. Um, but when you do nail it, it's gonna, like you just kill a Scrivener. He's not hard. But uh, either way, huh. but like I give it to you. But, um, I'm gonna go with uh, what I would consider a cute but potent one as well, and that's Tesmal with Rocket Boots. Um, mm. <laughs> when you have the Tesmal Rocket Boot kind of combo, it kind of is like the baby version of the Control of the Weak Bobble one that I opened with. Um, so like uh, I'm a big fan of that, and I know that there is a Zach Armstrong out there that would definitely give me a second shout on the Tesmal Rocket Boots. That's where my like uh, my double Tesmal Rocket Boot deck went to when I was clearing out some of my uh, my overhead. So, ah yes yes let's see that deck forever so i had to give it to him so <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's a good combo it's a good combo it's so good. hard to pull off that's harder to pull off i think than the the scrivener amphora but if you can if you can get it done yeah, yeah. It yeah so uh so apparently i was thinking a lot about uh worlds collide i guess because uh, my next one is also from there so mm-hmm. golden spiral and Cincinnatus Rex, or if uh, my autocomplete is uh, to be trusted, it's Cincinnati Rex, apparently. So uh, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> so, right, Golden Spiral, you can uh, exalt one of your dudes and use that dude. Cincinnatus Rex, uh, when he uh, fights, you can ready all your other dudes, right? And ready all your other artifacts, all your other cards, right? So you can just keep fighting and readying uh, your other guys and just make a ton of ember while wiping out your opponent's board. Uh, well, don't wipe out everything, but maybe leave one or two guys left with uh, with this combo. And uh, it's it's a really strong way to, to turn the tide on board state and make a ton of ember. Yeah, yeah, absolutely a good one. Um, so I'm going to go back to the uh, almost the one-man show um in brobnar and i'm gonna say grump buggy and playing brobnar um like uh you basically play a grump buggy it's like its own combo as far as like uh taxes go it's kind of like better than um anything else that you could play like iron obelisk or um the what is that shattered throne like i think grump buggy out of that set is like the best of all of them i think the only thing that gives grump buggy a run for its money in art in brobnar as far as artifacts go is pile of skulls um, yeah, I'll take Battle of Skulls. But, but, I like Battle of Skulls. Uh, but um, Grump Buggy is auto on as soon as you have big creatures. So, like, you literally play Grump Buggy and it's going to show in a in a Brobnar deck. Um, it just gets better when you add Sanctum to the mix or another house with big bodies. Um, so, Grump Buggy plus friends. Like, like mm-hmm. that's, that's a good yeah. Grump Buggy and friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah I like it. Friends. I like it. <laughs> uh, so, I got, uh, I got Bowsafe. So, uh, so safe house, right, is a shadows artifact. Comes into play, and uh, basically, you can, as an action, you can archive a card from play, right? Bonithing uh, comes into play, steals one for every key your opponent has forged. So you can just keep playing one or more bonithings. Just keep archiving uh, one of those bonithings and just recur and keep on uh, stealing from your opponent. It uh, it's a Right, both those cards are already strong. It's a great way to 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 make them even stronger. Um, and uh, you know, Stave House works with other other cards too, like um, 
uh, Infernus or something if you want to bounce around between different houses. But uh, Bosafe is the the classic one that people uh, talk about. Yeah. So like, uh, I do have a, like a, a section of of like what I consider like the Maverick combo cards, and it's kind of like that. It's kind of like I guess Grumpuggy would have fallen into that too, where it's like just playing the card gives you like a instant value because you're getting more out of it than you were uh, putting into it. But uh, I'll get into those after we finish this little game up. Um, but I'm gonna like go with Song of the Wild and Ghost Hawk. Um, mm. This is like a combo I kind of recently came into, and um, I think that. Um, I finally get why Song of the Wild can be powerful because Ghost Hawk, the more Song of the Wilds you have and the more Ghost Hawks you have in the deck together, the more generic and, and really downright gross things that you can do um, as far as um, getting value out of your deck and cross value. So I've slept on that one for a really long time. So Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one to, to get value out of that uh, out of that card. So good stuff. Good stuff. Um, how about uh, Hysteria and Infernus? Right, so any, Infernus. Any, any bounce effect with Infernus, right? Okay. Any bounce effect, right? But here, you got one right in house, which is nice. So you can play your Infernuses, immediately bounce, and uh, pull all your opponent's cards back to their board. Play your Infernus back out again, and uh, purge uh, four if you've got one Infernus. Purge purge eight if you've got two Infernus. It can, it can just start to get silly pretty quickly um strong strong combo very strong combo so i'm gonna go with a rise and gateway to dis um, mm -hmm. that's like the the real classic uh, old school i think it's my number one combo ever in, in like any of the sets like i think it was very busted in a way that uh is not fair to the game um so it's probably never gonna see something like that again like you'll see gateway i think is gateway is fair by itself but having an arise i think they fixed arise with grim reminder um but um like i think that's a more fair version of arise um but arise gateway to this was just it's still so good <laughs> so good for sure with, for sure with the creatures that you get in this so yeah and if you just want to make it extra extra mean for your opponent just throw a life ward in there so that in there so they can't play new creatures their next turn and then you just <laughs> go nuts with the disc guys you just played out so yeah, yeah and like, pretty like good. when you come back with like shuler shuler drumble like mm -hmm. whatever like you're just you're just really hurting their feelings like uh, it's a great, yeah <laughs> it's a great way to close a game but uh, yeah anyway oh. Hey, if you want a good way to hurt people's feelings, what you can do is you can play Quixelstone and then stealth modes in however many turns in a row after that. So they can't play creatures, they can't play actions, all they can do is cry. And that is what happens, I think, when you play Quixel stealth mode against uh, against your opponents, they, 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 they can cry. Yeah. <laughs> Another combo is uh, too much to protect with... Any kind of Ronnie urchin, like any of those like little fools that uh, take, mm -hmm. take one amber from you, which or or uh, in in the best case scenario, I think skeleton key with too much to protect is uh, absolutely ridiculous because you get the value of um, you know always having as long as you have a creature, your too much to protect is always live to take them off of key. So like that's that's a pretty in insane old school combo. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, similar very similar vein, something like a miasma in there to just delay your opponents now they they have a tough decision they know you have tmtp maybe they know you have graft mm -hmm. and uh and then it's like well do i do i keep going do i keep playing <laughs> or do i fight like what do i do you can put your put your opponent in a tough spot there so it's yeah. good good little caveat there so mm -hmm. um i don't know if that counted or not um i'll go to a different one 
We'll That's say it didn't of, count. Yeah, you're just adding to mine. I guess. I'm just adding to it. Okay. okay. How about how about this one? Uh, Double Gray Rider, Spirit's Way. All right. So this is similar to uh, to the gang or not combo, uh, but with the the Spirit's Way, you're got a reasonable chance for clearing your opponent's entire board uh, and having your Gray Riders just go nuts, rule six, and uh, generate a whole ton of Ember. I think it's cute, but like uh, it's fair. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty neat. That's kind of like uh, along the lines of like when we were talking about the Gray Riders with the um, the subject Kirby's and mm-hmm. stuff. Like the Gray Riders, they get a lot of value. Like if they're in the in in play by themselves and stuff like that. So, sure. um, I guess uh, my turn for another combo. Let's go with uh, well, T like uh, for TMPT. I didn't throw in also that Night Forge is a really good combo for TMPT. Right? Mm-hmm. But um, Can I, be. I, I won't count that because that's not that's not fair. <laughs> but um, I, I like uh, Data Forge um, with um, any of the archiving tools that come in Logos. Right? Yeah. Like I could say Edies would probably be the one of my favorite. But like you have things like Tau Tau Vapors. You have things like. Um, uh, the guys that you reap and like you get to basically archive a card if it's not logos things like that like there's just so many tools like the technician is it like wormhole technician i think yeah wormhole um, technician yeah, yep yep yeah so like cards like that like um where they basically just feed into your data forge and like anything that archives which is a lot in like with lab work sloppy lab work um like there's all kinds of things that could feed a data forge at this point so um and i don't know if those are all in the same set like that have data forge but like you get my drift. Yeah. Well, there, right, there's data forge and DT now too, right? So, and you've got think twice there, right? So I know a lot of the, the things people are really trying to find are ways to and honor key archive. Yeah, archive a ton of stuff, and then, uh, you know, with like theory conjecture or forgive and forget and edi and whatnot, and then data force think twice, right, and make two keys there. Like that's that's the dream. <laughs> um, it it hasn't been super prevalent. Because uh, there's not too many decks out there that can do an excellent job at that, mm-hmm. but uh, but it is it is a thing, it is a thing. But I will go with let's see what's uh, what's next. You know, you mentioned we we talked about Kirby a little bit. I'm going to jump to uh, Kirby Fandangle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, maybe this is a little bit in the cute category, but uh, Fandangle is a really strong card. Kirby's a really strong card. You put them together and. Uh, you, you, you play Kirby, right? You play your Fadangle. Now you're playing all your other Star Alliance guys ready, mm-hmm. right? You didn't have your opponent didn't have a chance to uh, to kill the Fandangle, and it can be real strong. If you've got multiples of these, I've got a deck double Kirby, triple Fandangle that uh, is uh, is a lot of fun to, to to just play a whole bunch of of uh, stuff out. It's, it's even got an exchange officer and disc, so I can even do it out of disc too, which is kind of fun. But uh, it's a fun way to burst. That seems like a pretty pretty solid value. Um, still think you're getting cuter and cuter, but I'm gonna go. Back is, well, that one's a little cute. That I one's get, a little cute. I'll, I'll give a semi cute one too. Then uh, right, we'll go right. chain gang okay. with subtle chain. Um, not cute. Yeah. It starts going off, but it's like not 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 really top level. You don't see it very uh, in the higher up stuff. But like um, it's still when it get, when it's there, it's a threat. Like chain gang with a uh, subtle chain. I really like the combo. It's kind of like the Fagin urchin thing too. Like they all kind of fall into that cute like card with a card kind of thing. Um, so I'll take that those off the table. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Those those are good ones. Those are good ones. Uh, let's see what I got here. I got. Uh... Uh, oh, a little classic. So, Screaming Cave and Control the Week, right? Nice, so, this nice, generally, like, you kind of want multiple Control the Weeks, right? But if you can get a whole bunch of guys in your board, get a whole bunch of guys in your archive, and you can just start Screaming Cave and 
shuffling your control the weeks back and just keep drawing them and uh, putting your opponent in a bad spot, this uh, this classic combo can be can be quite good. Yeah. All right. So like uh, I'm gonna go with uh, since you went with a hard one, I'll go with a hard one too. Um, I'm gonna go back to Gateway to Dis with Restrict Guntus follow up. Mm. Um, like I know it's kind of you could kind of say that's party kind of the arise thing, but you can do that without the arise, and it's it's still just as effective because like uh, being able to wipe the board after they just played all their creatures from a certain house, and then going into Restrict Guntus and knowing that you can almost lock them out if you pick the right house. Like uh, I really like the Restrict Guntus followed up by a Gateway to Dis, and there's other ways to make Restrict Guntus really good. So, um, but that's probably one of my like ones I've seen played the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It's a good one. How about <laughs> Exile and Mark of Dis? Right. So to really make this work, <laughs> what you want to do is you want to exile something of a creature that is of a house that your opponent does not have. And then you go into Dis your next turn and you mark a Dis it. So they must call, you know, uh, whatever it is, Sanctum, and they got no Sanctum cards in their in their deck, and they are uh, they are in a tough spot. Especially if you can you can hit you got multiple marks of this and hit them multiple times, uh, that it can be it can be pretty pretty devastating. This is where I had to say it was your weakest showing because that's like a two turn like spread out combo. That is it is, but it's, it's, not, it's, going, it's, not, it's not really combo. Combo have to happen together. Do they? Uh, I mean, kind of I mean, those are things that you're setting up to make happen. <laughs> uh, but they could just kill your the creature. They have time to react to you. But either way, all right. Well, if we're gonna do that, um, I'm gonna stay. To, <laughs> I'm gonna stay to the strong combos, and uh, okay. I'm gonna say okay. I'm gonna go with. Uh, comms officer kirby and punctuated equilibrium mm. <laughs> when you're in a house like star alliance that gets value off of things that come into play as well as it does i think that um along with transporter platform punctuated equilibrium really accents that um and helps you mm. get get to what you need to get to um one of my favorite combos it's in my neck neck deck um so yeah I, I really like that as well good i like it I, uh, I approve, I approve. How about, um, let's talk about Essence Scale. And uh, that combos with a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Lord Invidious is maybe the one that uh, is most famously so, right? So, yeah. um, right, you have a middle of battle line, you lose use Lord Invidious to grab a creature from your opponent's side. Guess what? It's immediately dis. Uh, it becomes dis. You Essence Scale, you kill that creature you just stole, and you lose use Lord Invidious to do it again. All right, and you just keep doing that every turn. And uh, that, if they can't take care of Load Invidious or Essence Scale, that can be that can be real real tough on them. All right, so I, I think we're just gonna go one more each because uh, we can, we've been going pretty strong. But uh, I think yeah. uh, one more each, uh, and then we just call it because like there's like so many more combos. Like I can. There's that. a lot. But, I got uh, a lot here. But uh, I got uh, Neutron Shark with um, the reassembling automaton. Mm. Um, it's basically a one one way board clear, uh, and uh, the only thing that that, that kind of sets it back a little bit is um, the, the the idea that like you hit a logos card, right? Like, uh, and it stops the combo from fully going off. But uh, I I just like the value there. Like, uh, it's great for get, gets rid of artifacts, gets rid of creatures. Like uh, neutron shark with anything is it, even by itself, it's almost good by itself. But when you have a resembling automaton, where you're not even giving anything up to kill things, like that's just a one way value, pretty strong. Put a bouncing death quirk in there, right? Or uh, or a soul keeper, right? Make it even stronger, right? You can. Uh, there's definitely some silliness in there. 
Yeah, bouncing death quirk would be fine, but uh, it doesn't kill artifacts like a shark. That's true. This but is it, true. But it, but it won't stall on you like a shark. So like right. there's there's pl there's pluses to both of those versions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. all right mm -hmm. you get one more and then we're gonna, we're gonna one go. more all right so I, I this is i have so many here it's like what do i what do i uh close out with let's um how about um let's go with something dark tidings this is this is this is a fun one not necessarily crazy crazy good but uh uh shadow id and static charge all right so if you got your shadow id out you throw yeah, it is cute, right? You put your static charge on your on your shadow and yes, you're you're giving your opponent a turn to, to deal with it, but every turn that guy stays alive, you're stealing two, right? Because it's gonna deal damage to its creatures, its its neighboring creatures, but hey, that damage is replaced with steal. Um so that's that I don't know, it's just fun. It's just fun to do. Um it's, it's not fair. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call that top top grade, but like it's, no. it's definitely fair. I agree. Definitely fun. I agree, but it's fun. It's like uh, it's I'm gonna end with with the most classic uh, combos, even though we kind of touched on it. We didn't really touch on it, but uh, hunting witch, dust pixie, key charger, charita, like uh, that's mm -hmm. the other version of that nature's call charita thing that was going on. But uh, hunting witch and dust pixie, just those two alone together is just ridiculous. Like uh, they they generate so much um, amber, and then you add the extras to it. Um, that's one that you should have seen as, as well. That happens a lot. Um, but I will end this whole thing with the idea of what I was saying earlier. Like there's certain cards that I just like, I look at them and I go, man, there's so many things that you can combo with them. And so I'm going to read this list to you and you tell me if you agree or there's one that pops to your mind that would, uh, would kind of assemble with that. It's kind of like what I was saying with the grump buggy. It's like the card with anything is great. Right. So I came up with a list of like cards that I kind of ran into that problem with too. And, um, it's, I, I won't go into all of them, but I'll read like a short, like of the top tier ones, right? Lateral shift, um, the Nepenthe seed, exhume, Teresa, to get one for Dark Tidings, um, Infernus, of course, um, and then Favor of Rex and Cyberclone. I, I'll stop there because like those are like, I think the top of the list of mm -hmm. ones that I said. Like anytime you play those cards, there's instant value from them. Um, there's a lot of them like that, but um, yeah. they don't even have to have another card like a, a designated other card to combo they just play with such high value every time they, they they play that it's ridiculous right you could kind of say that with all the giant creatures too like when they come into play like uh, the ultra graviton there's like a ton of archiving value right like but that's kind of a two card combo so like that's not quite the same but you know what i'm saying like there's a lot of cards yeah. like that in the game that like when you play them you just know that you're getting value no matter what right kirby's like both kirby's um you know things like that but those are yeah, that's something like, you know, library card or, or yeah, library yeah, access where, hey, now you're just feeding the engine to make combos happen, right? So, yeah. yeah library yeah. access definitely is one that would be on that list for me as well. Um, yeah, so, like, um, there's our combo special. And um, now we are going to, like, say goodbye for the final time here on Anchor um, as far as the Keyforge podcast goes. Again, you'll probably see it switching over and stuff. And I hope you stay to, to listen to my real talk on uh, autism and things when I get to it. Um, but, uh, that won't be for a bit. Um, and it, you know, it's, I've been on anchor since like two years ago when I started this. So it's like kind of sad to kind of walk away, but at the same time, we're not going that far. We're walking around the corner and, uh, you'll catch us on Archon's corner now moving forward. Um, and I think that's a good combo. Yeah. <laughs> 
Nice. I like that. I like that. That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, I think there's there's lots of great Keyforge podcasting to come. You know, you're going to hear uh, you're going to hear from us. You're going to hear from the Wookiee. You know, we'll probably see some other folks pop in there from from time to time. And uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to the future of Keyforge podcasting. Lots lots of good stuff uh, coming forward to you guys in the future. Yeah, me and Jazzcore are not breaking up our tag team. Wherever we go, we go together. Like we don't do. There it you go. <laughs> so I you like it. That. You always have it. Like uh, mm-hmm. the sourpuss and the fun guy. <laughs> 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 but uh, with that said, uh, thank you guys for supporting and listening all these all these years. Uh, the last two years that I've been doing this. Um, thanks to Draz for giving me like a person I really enjoy doing podcasts with. Um, I've had a couple in the past, but not like you, Draz. Uh, you're my favorite. I'm, I'm glad that we're going together. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go without you. So like, there you uh, go. Um, but you'll hear more of our antics and our fun on the Archon's Corner. And I think it's just going to get better because having uh, my positive attitude with net, with uh, <laughs> Wookiee's doom and gloom, um, I think it's going to make <laughs> for some entertaining talks. I promise I, I won't swear, um, but I'll, I'll, I can't actually hold myself to that, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do good not to swear on my podcast, but yeah, add other, mm-hmm. other aspects to it. And I might get frustrated, <laughs> but uh, we'll find out. It's going to be fun, though, no matter what. Archon's Corner, here we come. And uh, for the last time, um, we won't be catching you on the flip side of here, but you can catch us over on the corner. This is Jupiter from Manlius, New York, a.k.a. the Fifth Planet Keyforge. And this is Draskor. Happy forging, everyone.